The City of Ohio State podcast takes a deep dive into the support services that keep OSU's Columbus campus running 24-7. Hear from industry experts in facilities, construction, real estate, public safety, transportation, and more. The City of Ohio State podcast is brought to you by the Office of Administration and Planning. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome to the City of Ohio State podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hedman. Last month, we discussed safety with Monica Mall. This month, we stick with the safety theme, but one that is often overlooked, safety in labs, classrooms, and at work. Tina Bojack is the Director of Environmental Health and Safety. Tina, thanks for being with us. Sure, Dan. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. EHS has a staff of 40 responsible for maintaining a safe and healthy work environment for everyone on campus. This includes overseeing health and safety compliance at all Ohio State campuses. Can you expand on the full scope of work your team does and why it's so important? Sure. Uh, EHS is is comprised of five main program areas. Uh, We have research safety, radiation safety, occupational safety and industrial hygiene, environmental compliance, and medical center safety and emergency preparedness. I'll talk a little bit more about each of those areas in in more detail later on in the podcast, but overall, we're responsible for health, safety, and environmental compliance at all OSU campuses, medical center facilities, ambulatory facilities, research stations, and extension offices across the state of Ohio. And you ask, you know, why our job is so important? Well, it's because the health and safety of our faculty, staff, and students is our number one priority. Our goal is really to ensure that everybody who visits our campus, whether they're coming here for class or as a patient, uh, coming to work every day, that they're going home at the end of the day in the same condition that they showed up in. And that's why our EHS motto is be safe today and remain a Buckeye tomorrow. That's great. I love that. Big, broad responsibility. Let's try to break it down a little bit by talking about those units. So research, laboratory safety, and biosafety focuses on management and regulatory compliance involving the research laboratories on campus. This group supports the research goals of the university while promoting a safe work environment. So how do they do this and what's a typical day like for these team members? Well, we have six full-time staff who are dedicated to research safety. And this includes oversight for research labs that are working with chemicals, uh, biohazards, or radioactive materials. And probably their main responsibility is uh, conducting site safety inspections for over 800 faculty and their research teams. Uh, We do this once a year, and it includes an on-site visit to over 3,000 individual lab spaces uh, to ensure that our research teams are following you know, the applicable regulations, guidelines, and of course, good lab practices. Uh, The group also conducts risk assessments when, and lab consultations when uh, research teams are going to start new work, and they help create a plan for mitigating risk that's involved with these experiments. Sounds like a lot of responsibility for them as well. 3,000 is a lot to keep track of for sure. I know you have a radiation safety team as well. What is their role and responsibility? Well, they really have two main responsibilities. One is in the research realm, which I just talked about. It it, uh, falls really in our research uh, lab safety program. But the other uh, has to do with patient use. Um, We have a team of medical health physicists, 
that work with our health system team to make sure that we are safely delivering uh, radiotherapeutics uh, to patients, such as radiation treatments for cancer. And also they properly maintain and utilize the diagnostic imaging tools like x-rays and mammograms. So our team really plays an important part in educating both patients and their families on the effects of radiation as a part of their treatment plans. They See, also so have- oh. oh, sorry, just real quick. That's so fascinating too, because I feel like a lot of people think of Ohio State when they think of the classroom, they think of the teaching labs, they even think of residence halls, right? But often lost in the shuffle is this giant entity of the Wexner Medical Center and the James, right? And so it's it's Absolutely. it's cool that EHS is integrated into all of those things. Yeah, definitely. And that, that team also provides um, emergency response services and really spends a lot of time answering patient questions, um, you know, going through these cancer treatments can really be a very stressful time for a patient. And knowing that they can pick up the phone and call our team with any questions about, you know, how the this treatment might be affecting them or their family, I think really helps give them a peace of mind. Great. Well, I know you often, uh, or your team often performs lab inspections, but have also created proactive recognition programs like Excellence and Safety Awards. Why do this and, and how does it work? Yeah, so safety programs really by nature are often reactive. You know, something happens and a safety professional responds. We investigate the incident and hopefully put procedures in place so that history doesn't repeat itself. But if we can flip the script to a more proactive safety culture, uh, we don't end up with as many incidents to investigate in the long run. And that's really the main goal of a safety program is to really get um, the, the people, the frontline staff uh, involved in the program and have a vested in interest in you know, being safe. So recognizing faculty, staff, and students for their work to enhance the safety culture at OSU is one way we can do this. And people really love to be recognized for good work. And we love to showcase those who take safety seriously all the time, not just after an accident occurs or when we show up for a, a safety site visit. So where can people sign up or nominate folks for that award? Um, we typically open nominations at uh, the beginning of each calendar year. And this particular award is specific to laboratory safety. So we have a a uh, faculty award, a staff award, and a student award, and anyone can nominate any of those in any of those three categories. Um, we do put that out on our website when the nomination period is open, and it's all done, you know, through a through a web form. Awesome. So similarly, EHS uh, created a good catch program designed to identify and fix potential hazards before they lead to an injury or issue. Can you provide a rundown of how this works and why it's been so successful so far? Yeah, absolutely. So the Good Catch program is another proactive safety program. Uh, we implemented this in uh, 2021. The program really gives our campus students, faculty and staff, uh, and even visitors, uh, a way to report issues on campus that they feel might pose a hazard to others. So the intent of this program is really to do exactly what it says, right? It's a good catch program. We want to catch things in advance of an accident or an injury. So once we receive a report, you know, we assign it to the appropriate person within our, 
our office. Uh, we investigate and then we work with um, the appropriate parties to mitigate the hazard before you know something bad happens. Sometimes we're working with um, you know someone from facilities operations and development. Sometimes we're working with people from student life. Sometimes it's folks at the med center. It really just depends on what the issue is that's reported. Um, but what, most what oh, would ahead. an example of an issue be, for instance? Um, many of our issues are um, hazards, outdoor hazards. So uneven pavement um, that cause uh, trip and fall hazard. We work with our grounds team to, you know, fill maybe holes in the lawns or um, when bricks are missing from some of the walkways. Um, we've had issues reported where people have driven past construction sites and maybe saw something going on that they didn't feel was being done in the most safe manner. So in those cases, we work with our FDC team and our construction teams, um, contractors on campus to make sure that, you know, they're providing their employees a safe environment while on campus. So it can be really a, a wide range of things. Um, but one of the things that we want to make sure happens as part of this process is that we are completing the feedback loop and we're communicating back to the submitter um, what, what we've done to take care of the problem. Uh, we want people to know that they're making a positive impact on the safety of our campus. So it's really important that you know, we're able to complete that feedback loop. And people who would like to submit uh, you know, a good catch can do that on our website which is ehs.osu.edu and then forward slash good catch. And there's a form right there where you can submit, you can upload pictures if you're able to take a picture. Um, and there's also some additional information on, on the website. You can, you can look and see kind of what the trends are of the issues supported or that are uh, submitted. We've got a, a dashboard. Um, and then we also provide a, a quarterly report to our university leadership team to keep them apprised of what's going on and and the good work that our campus community is doing to keep keep everybody safe. Yeah, it sounds like a great program. Hey, I mentioned this earlier. I know often the academic campus or even research labs are what people think about when they're talking about Ohio State, but the medical center is such a large and critical part of campus too. So how do you support the medical center beyond what you said before, uh, as along with its uh, staff uh, and its patients? Yeah, so we have a, a medical center safety and emergency preparedness team. Um, this team has uh, seven people now uh, on staff, and they are 100% dedicated to the medical center um, facilities. And they really, they have a lot of responsibilities um, around evaluating the environment of care and ensuring that we have a functional and supportive environment for our patients, visitors, and staff. So they do routine inspections of our med center facilities to, to make sure that we're providing a, a safe and comfortable environment for our patients while they're receiving care at the medical center. They also uh, lead a lot of efforts to make sure that our medical center is prepared to respond to emergencies. And this can include things like you know natural disasters um, and emerging issues like COVID, for example. Uh, the staff, conduct drills and they participate in both countywide and statewide exercises to practice the procedures that they have put in place. 
Yeah, what important work that's happening just on all edges of campus, it seems like. Okay, we're wrapping up a little bit here, but I want to make sure we touch on uh, one or two more topics. Occupational health and safety and environmental compliance are also in your scope. Any nuggets you can share about these focus areas for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. These these are actually two of our, probably our biggest and maybe most recognized programs um, from the general public. So occupational safety is probably what most people think of when they think about workplace safety. So this team really helps to implement all of the worker protection standards that are put in place by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA. OSHA is the arm of the federal government that um, sets standards to make sure that when people go to work, that they have a safe work environment. So this includes things like hazard communication, making sure that people understand what potential hazards they may be exposed to in their daily work duties, uh, building emergency action planning. You know, what do you do in the event of an emergency? How, how do you do a tornado and fire drills? What do you do if there's a bomb threat? These are things that are covered under, under building emergency action planning. Uh, and then other programs like respiratory and hearing protection. You know, these are, are very important programs. They require medical surveillance, um, we have to make sure that, you know, people are being monitored when they're required to wear a respirator or in an, in, uh, an environment where they're around loud noises a lot, you know, that could affect their hearing. They also provide industrial hygiene services to the campus. Uh, they do things like indoor air quality assessments and ergonomic consultations. They do job hazard analyses and risk assessments. And lastly, they they inspect all of our facility shops across campus um, to make sure that, like the labs, you know, we want to make sure that the people who are working in the facility shops are working properly with the equipment and, you know, maintaining a safe work environment. The other team that, that you mentioned, Dan, the environmental compliance team, uh, this is really more of a regulatory function and probably where most of our compliance sits in EHS. Um, it's their job to help the university maintain compliance with federal, state, uh, local, environmental, and hazardous materials uh, regulatory requirements. So things like air, water, uh, waste, and uh, hazardous materials like lead, asbestos, PCBs, things like that. Um, we maintain the university's air emission permits, um, stormwater plans, we are the liaison to the Ohio EPA, the Army Corps of Engineers, um, different organizations, regulatory organizations like that, that, that cover these environmental compliance rules. Uh, we also have a hazardous waste team that's responsible for safely collecting, packaging, and disposing all of our chemical, biological, biological and universal wastes like batteries and light bulbs. And then lastly, these two teams primarily make up the members of our EHS emergency response team. So I mentioned earlier, um, we're talking about the radiation safety team, that they provide emergency response services around radiation and patient care. Um, the main EHS emergency response team um, responds to things like chemical spills, biological or radiological spills that might occur on the OSU campus. So if you think about things that um, would typically require 
a Columbus fire hazmat team response if it happened somewhere in the city. If those things happen on the EHS campus, we handle that internally and our team responds in lieu of the fire department. I'll tell you what, Tina, a lot of important work that I feel like sometimes <clears throat> just gets overlooked, but I really appreciate you joining us and pulling the curtain back on this work that EHS performs. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the, the invite. And you know, if, if anybody has any questions about what we do, please feel free to reach out or visit our website. The City of Ohio State podcast is brought to you by the Office of Administration and Planning. Until next time, be kind and go Bucks.